Hey, Mike. Scott, how are you, brother? Good. How you doing? Sorry about yesterday. I fucking, I, I got an interview and a, a beer tasting off the last second. I fucking <laughs> fucked me up. <laughs> <laughs> The Mike Tamano Happening. Welcome to the program, Thrill Seekers. Hope you all had a fun and festive Halloween. Like we hope each year for the peace on earth and goodwill toward man that manifests itself during the Christmas season to remain all year. My wish is for the spirit of Halloween, the bracing of the darkness, the reveling in the macabre to last all year as well. Every day is Halloween in my world. So while I had plenty of Halloween flick favorites in the queue, I've yet to get around to a few classics, so I'm going to continue to view them this week, namely the Hammer film, cheesy, campy, wonderful, magical, fantastic, Dracula A.D. 1972, Also, the universal horror classic, The Creature from the Black Lagoon. Had it ready to roll, put it in the Blu-ray machine, and passed out from a long day. So, woke up, and it was uh, at the menu once again. And also, I had the unacceptable omission from my Halloween viewing marathon, Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein, my all-time favorite. So, uh, I'm going to have to watch that this week as well. May even throw the uh, Rankin-Bass classic... Mad Monster Party into the mix. So talking with my lifelong friend Bob over the weekend, it's always good to touch base with him. Uh, He was my drum teacher when I was a young teenager, and we've been friends for over 40 years. Well, the subject of time came up. Yeah, we occasionally touch on some pretty heady subjects. I mean, usually it's our favorite Steely Dan album or Miles Davis records or binge-worthy television shows that we share with each other or music documentaries, strange films, but we are apt to occasionally delve into the metaphysical and abstract and conceptual. What led us into this discussion was uh, talking about our grown children and the wonderful women they've become, and I opine that time exists on its own terms. It truly is not restricted by measurement of days and years, and those are not concrete not hours, minutes, or seconds. Those segments of time are tempered by perception. And so we have to make the most of the moment. The past exists only to teach us. And I keep telling my this is probably a reiteration, uh, a reaffirmation to myself, that the past exists to teach us. The future undoubtedly is there to surprise us. And so we have the moment, the moment that we find ourselves in. And we have the option to let it pass without being utilized or to seize it and wring out every possibility that it has to offer. The older you get, the more apparent the fleeting nature of time becomes. When we're young, we're immortal. And as the decades pass, we realize that we're gifted. So thanks for spending time with me. And my guest today is someone who is the epitome of the seize the day, carpe diem, school of thought. He uh, has been a friend of mine for 30 years. He's a radio legend in the Chicagoland area, and he's an all-around great guy. Musician, radio jock, programmer, and visionary. Scott Davidson joins us today on the Mike Tomano Happening. Well, 
since 1994, heavy metal maven Scott Davidson has brought hard rock and extreme music to the Chicagoland airwaves. Back at its beginning, I was lucky enough to meet Scott and become a member of his air staff uh, when he was brokering time over nights on an ethnic AM station in the far uh, north suburbs. Scott's a local musician, a music lover, and an entrepreneur who's kept the music that doesn't usually make it to mainstream radio on the air for almost 28 years. Scott, can you imagine that? 28 years now. Yeah, crazy. Crazy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, it's a pleasure talking to you, man. I don't see you enough, and uh, whenever we do, we have great talks, so I wanted to have one and put it on record. Yeah. Last time I saw you, you you were doing stand-up comedy. That was awesome. Thanks. Thanks. Well, you know, I try to keep from getting a real job in my life, so you got to branch out. (laughs) (laughs) That's for sure. Thanks for saying that. That's uh, that's nice. Yeah, and we had, I think we had lunch at a... uh, at a casino one time recently. Yes. Not too long ago. That, that, that before that, yeah. Yeah, boy, time just flies. But oh, yeah. uh, you're a visionary, brother. You, you know I've always been a huge fan, and uh, you're such a revered radio programmer and personality. The real deal, sweet guy, ladies and gentlemen. Scott Davidson, my old friend, is joining us. And uh, I wanted to, first of all, tell people who don't know what Rebel Radio is. I know it's uh, well-known in this area, but for worldwide, what Rebel Radio is and what it does. Rebel Radio, I started in uh, July 10th, 1994. And I I, I just didn't like what was on other radio stations. It was all corporate, same songs, same bands. So we played, you know, music no one else plays for the most part, you know? Yeah. Uh, Especially back then, 94. Now you got, you know, there's streaming station streaming all over the place and there's you know on your tv channel you got a cable company playing a metal, metal channel mm-hmm. but they're just like it's just like a it's like all automated you know it's just, there's no one there doing it pretty much for those lines there's, of those there's no you know. personality you're right and yes. uh, when when you started we were kind of as as hard rock fans and as musicians in the area we were coming out of real precious metal which was a show that was brokered on a station in Aurora by a guy named uh, Scott Loftus. Do you yes, remember Scott? Was, yeah. Of course, yeah. That, yeah. He was on, uh, first he was on FM 103.1 yes. VVX. VVX, and that, yes. that was first. Then he went to Aurora on 107.9 yeah. after that. So yeah. uh, he was on uh, probably uh, late 80s, early 90s. Uh, he was on first to FM 103.1, and they probably got sold or something. Yeah. Then he moved over to 107.9 for a little bit, not long, uh, maybe a year. And then uh, that probably ended, and that got sold to somebody else again too. And then uh, he also went to the loop a little bit. He went to the loop, and and you know I'm not speaking for Scott, but here was a guy that was known for breaking all the rules on the radio, playing heavy metal music, playing local music. He gets sucked up by the loop, which was the big rock station, but more of a classic rock station in Chicago. With I'm guessing the promise to be able to be Scott Loftus, and then once that didn't pan out, I think he he had enough and threw the towel in. Again, I'm not speaking for him. I'm just he, kind of he a, might have worked at the the Blaze or Rock New Five for a little bit too. I think the Blaze, yeah. the Blaze maybe maybe not long. But now he's pretty much uh, distanced himself from the uh, from radio altogether, and just even just you know just got out of the scene. Yeah, he. I, I mean, last time I heard, I know his cousin. And I believe he he works in a, a regular job. So, but but that was kind of and, and so you I don't know if you picked up the mantle. It was it was still your vision, but you brought it. And I remember working there, man. I don't know how how did I first meet you, Scott? Probably through Vicky LeBrock. Yes, Vicky. Okay, because Vicky, yeah, Vicky she introduced too. Yes, and, and she worked at uh, the traffic. She was doing traffic for a while, right? Yes, yes. 
And then she was she was working with me, and uh, we were. And she said, "You got to meet Scott." You're right. And then we were at that house up north, WKTA. WKTA AM 1330, which now has AM 1430 WEEF, and it also has AM 1500 WPJX, which we're on now. I sent a signal from my studio to to that location that you came to. Yes. And then that's that they they then sent it to a signal to the antenna which is at uh, Zion, and there's also an FM station there, 92.5 as well. Too so we're cool. AM, FM, we're AM and FM 24-7, 365, as well as the stream at rebelradio.com. That's been going for, you know, since 94. Yeah, too cool. And, you know, and so you've always done it yourself. You had that punk rock uh, do-it-yourself attitude. And yep. uh, you went out and got your own sponsors. And I remember just golden days of coming in. I gave you a demo tape. You hired me. And I had the late shift, and I would come in and just play Candlemas and Dio and Black Sabbath and Cathedral and Trouble and whatever and, you whatever you wanted. Yeah, <laughs> and it was and it taught me the art of presenting music, and it was really it was really something. So first of all, thank you. I don't know if I ever thanked you for that job. And then later, awesome. thank you for coming coming down. All yeah, I may do far. that. I may do that again as my retirement. Cool. That might be my new plan. But awesome. I. Uh, and then I remember when I, I went to program a station called The Cat, which became a legendary rock station, and you were a big influence on me to kind of stretch that playlist along with Marielle, who was a great programmer. And uh, and then I ran your show overnight because I couldn't afford to have jocks live all day long. So I would just pipe in. I mean, we really just rigged it. We did everything we could to get everything on the air. And we had Rebel Radio overnights at The Cat for a while. We were on the cat 105.5 for a while. That was awesome. Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of calls from that area. That was, I made, made a lot of friends from then. Who I yeah. still talk to this day. Yeah. Well, I created the graveyard shift, which was partially rebel radio. And then, uh, I had a couple jocks from 10 till two and it was, it was the, the, the outpouring of support from people is amazing. And I think that's what, when you're playing extreme music, when you're playing hard music, music that people don't get, that's outside of the mainstream, that's, that's cult music or fan favorite music. I mean, you know, you're going to get a dedicated following. So back to where you're at now, if people want to hear, they can go to rebelradio.com anywhere in the world and hear you. That's simple. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Rebelradio.com. Click on that. And then you go to our page. All you got to do is click a play button and you got us anywhere in the world. 24, seven, 365. Yeah. And you're such a, such a real guy when it comes to, you know, there's nothing fake about Scott Davidson. You've always no, been I tell a, like it is. You tell yeah. like it is, but you've always been a kind person and a helpful person. And I want to go back to your beginning. So, where did you grow up? You grew up on the the near north side, right? Yeah, northwest side. My dad was a Chicago fireman, so we had to live in the city. So we lived at the Harlem and Foster first. Yeah, and then we and then he uh, then he bought a house at Devon and Canfield, and we were right on the edge of Chicago. He wanted to get be on the edge, so. He still, you know, his job said you got to live in Chicago. Yeah. But if I if I cross the street, we'd be in Park Ridge, and then there'd be just planes and stuff like that. So we were close to the Burbs. Uh, just you know, our second my my second house I grew I lived at. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, so yeah, great when, uh, great locations. When did when did music first take hold of you? When did you first go from just a listener to a lover of music? Yeah. You know, uh, my grandma bought me a drum set when I was like three years old. But not drums, a drum. Okay. I, yeah. I played I played all the time. I played drum and I and until one day I broke the head and I, you know I was too young I know how to change the head or nothing. Yeah. So that was my that's my introduction to, to drumming. Then I but I bought a drum set like in you know eighth grade. My mom bought a drum set and she goes, 
uh, that's going to be in a closet after a month. I already know it's going to be in a closet for a month after you play for a month. You're going you're gonna to quit. <laughs> that's the only thing she was wrong on in, in, in the, whole, <laughs> right. the whole existence of life. She's right on everything else. But that one, she was wrong because I still, to this day, I still play drums in, you know, numerous bands. Yeah. I'm playing a show tonight in Wisconsin uh, at a bar, you know, in West Dallas, Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That is it, it's similar with me. I got my first drum kit under the tree when I was probably eight or nine. And I was uh, I was into it, you know, but I was into other things, too. And then my, by my teen years, it became an obsession. And now I'm playing, you know, three, four times a month in a couple of bands myself. And it's oh, cool. It, I just I love playing the drums. I, I love playing everything. I love writing music. And there's something about um, music as an artistic expression that really uh, lends itself to obsession you get called back in to music no matter how old you are and i'm at 54 yeah. years old now i don't know how, how old are you now uh 38 38 <laughs> <laughs> i've been on the air for 20 I've yeah been for 32 years <laughs> 32 <laughs> years man imagine Not, that you know with, with i started at g forks 1330 in 1989 yeah so so i was on g forks 1330 as a dj in 1989 this guy g worked at z-rock and yeah. when Z-Rock ended, he started G-Force 1330. That went on for two years, and he moved to Arizona. He tried to get me to go out there to relocate to Arizona. As you know, in radio, you, you got to jump around state to state Hops to gotcha, wherever. Yeah. So I could have I could have went to Arizona and worked at Z-Rock, but I don't know. I just Chicago is my home. I just, I wanted to stay here and, and do it here. So yeah, it, it took me a while to get it going. But I got I got Rebel Radio. It took me a couple of years to get Rebel Radio going. It was, it was in the works for years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Finding out it going. And started July tenth, nineteen ninety four, and basically just been doing it ever since, nonstop. That's all I do. I mean, I just I, I, bands. I book bands. I play drums in bands. I manage bands. I interview bands. It's all my whole life is revolved around music. Yeah, twenty four seven. That's awesome. Yeah, and so you know when you started Rebel Radio, um, the bands that I was getting turned on to by working there. That's when extreme metal was really coming to the forefront. I mean, I, I, had, oh, yeah. I had been aware of Merciful Fate and the mm -hmm. uh, the Melissa album and Don't Break the Oath, and we knew from that that this was going in a different direction. Then Slayer, Reign of Blood was constantly on my turntable, and and then it just exploded. Bands like Napalm Death came around, and and so you saw all the changes that have gone through. Now, as a programmer. In the 90s, when new metal came around, how does your audience react? Does your audience, because you guys play a smorgasbord of, of music from punk we play, rock to, to. We play everything, yeah. yeah. We, play, we try and play everything that the other stations don't play. Yeah. So you know? did you ever get any resistance from, because I know there's factions of metal and stuff that. Oh, people, yeah. 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 You, you know, I mean, for example, Iron Maiden sold, you know, back then they sold 250 million records. Since then they sold more. So I've gotten people saying, oh, you play too much Iron Maiden, you play too much Motorhead. You know, but that's the younger kid, the younger generation want to hear the more slipped on younger, you know, butcher babies and stuff. So yeah, of course, of course, here and there, you know, but we're also going to get those bands. So they they stay tuned in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They might tune out for a little bit and come back. You know, but they 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 stay tuned in, and uh, you know, they have no they had nowhere else to go. Now now you got you got you know streaming, you know Spotify and all that stuff. So there there is other place to go now per se but yeah back, back then there was nowhere else to go but i think that, that's, that's that's funny that you say that because all metals stemmed from bands like 
uh, Black Sabbath and Black Deep Sabbath, Purple, Judas Priest, Deep Purple, yeah. and so yes. it, it, and kids. A lot of kids today that are into metal, they're not even aware of, of you know, bands, yeah. the the origins, and and I think they're selling themselves short because there's there's so much to get into there. I know yes. uh, I know that I continue to go back. As a matter of fact, to prepare myself to talk to you today, I was listening to my Dark Throne albums, <laughs> which one of my favorite uh, black metal bands, right? Cool. Yeah, yeah, I know them. Yeah, great band. So you, you, twenty four seven doing the Rebel Radio thing. You guys are out there selling commercials. What's your air staff like now? What's that? What the air staff? Who do you who do you have on the air? Oh, air staff. Uh, I got John Griffith. He's been here for years. Uh, in the morning, yeah. does does nine to one. I do one to seven. Uh, on Monday nights, it's uh, your Kevin Smith or Kevin Lane. I got two Steves and two Kevins. So Kevin Smith and Kevin Lane, uh, Steve McCarthy and Steve C. We've got uh, John Griffith, who does the mornings. Yeah. Um, Cece Horan, who now goes by Cecilia Horan, she just did a, a, a guest DJ slot uh, a couple of weeks ago. And she was used to be on VVX with Scott Loftus. Yes, back in the day. yes. I so know. She, she, had, she had a blast and uh, she wants to do it again. So, uh, and I got Leah Murray, she's my girlfriend. She does a rubber, rubber, punk rock show and she does a shift here and there too. Excellent. Uh, there's, there's more. I came. <laughs> well, no, but the, the, you know, and, and when you talk about CC Haran, who was back in the Scott Loftus days in the, the eighties, now that we're all 38 years old, uh, that yeah. shows the dedication and it goes beyond a love of radio to a love of the scene and to keeping real art alive on the air so uh, congratulations yep. this would be 28 so, years now right yeah so we're, we're right we're right you and i are both in the same same uh same you know, high school you know yeah. graduation years yeah, yeah, yeah. i know yeah. i'm going with your no no i'm going with i'm 38 <laughs> in radio in radio <laughs> radio and te- radio and television you want to say you want to be younger than tomorrow <laughs> i'm 38 it's <laughs> like baseball it's like albert, right. Pujols, albert Pujols. he plays for the dodgers he says he's 42 he's probably 46 <laughs> yeah yeah you know well chip's enough chip's enough who's uh he's been 40 for the last 25 yeah. years so yeah yeah well, usually people say 39. Yeah. <laughs> 38, 39. Yeah, he goes with 40. He, he's Because he knows he, he can't get away with 39 anymore. So now yeah. he's, uh, he's 40. He's 40. But, but yeah, and even, you know, even back then, I was able to play, you know, glam metal was big at the time. And there in, in any genre, in any subgenre, there's good and there's bad, you know. And so you find, yeah. you find what you could. Um, I remember having uh, Janie Lane on my program from warrant because when mm-hmm. i was at the cat you know we had all these bands rolling through and they would stop on the way to tinley park to play there at the new world music theater at the time i don't know what it's called now but um and janie had a an album that was called warrant 80 warrant 86 or warrant 96 warrant 96 and it was belly to belly and it was kind of a grungier sound and kind of a more intelligent introspective lyrically album and and i was blown away by it but then you know i don't think the record company pushed it i don't think he i don't think that's what they wanted and it's it's kind of sad that a lot of these bands get pigeonholed you know yeah it's all like actors you you, you do a uh you, you play an actor in one movie and you're pigeonholed yeah. you know i mean the brady bunch they, you know they after brady bunch they none of them did anything really yeah was, what are you gonna like, do acting. well look at they're, chris farley i was in second city with chris and i know that he was uh, a much more versatile actor than just the big fat goofy guy, you know, and yeah. Oh, yeah. that's what Hollywood pushed him to do. So that might have yeah. that might have played into his depression. So uh, you know, you've been to so many concerts. Every time I go to your social media, you're either <laughs> hanging out with Testament at a Cubs game or yeah. going to see this band or going to see that band. So 
over the hundreds that you've conducted, what are some of the interviews that you've done that will forever stand out? Uh, I interviewed Rob Helford. It was all scheduled for a you know a Wednesday afternoon or a Thursday. We were on AM fifteen hundred WPJX at the time, and the day before, he came out came out of the closet, and I got the I was like one of the first interviews after that. That was that one will always stand out. Wow. Yeah, he he poured his heart out that day. Um, great great interview. Always the guy. What a great guy. He's a nice, yeah. nice guy. Does a great interview. Uh, Ronnie James Dio, same thing. Interviewed him probably five times. Yeah. Always. And remember me every time. Uh, you know, we did meet and greets with him at the Vic Theater, at the Rolling Stones, Jackhammers, and Schomburg. Uh, a bunch of different places. He's always remembered and always was cool to the very end. I saw him at the, uh, when he played at his last show in Chicago about, about, uh, I'd say seven, eight months before he passed away. Yeah. He played at the, back then it was, uh, you know, was that um, in Chicago? And now it's, they changed the name. I hate when they change all the names on these places. Yeah, it's right. The rights. Uh, Nor- Northerly Island, that's just called. Northerly that, Island, know. yeah. Over yeah, by now, now it's called, yeah, it changed the name every every two years. But um, he played there with, with, with Black Sabbath, and they were, they were told, I remember I met him after the show, he was totally cool. That's last time I seen him. Last time I seen him perform. Last time I seen him in person. And mm. he passed away. Passed away. You know, seven or eight months later. Yeah, what a true yeah. performer he was. What a voice. Yeah, great yeah. voice. So two of the greatest uh, rock vocalists of all time, Rob Helford and J- Ronnie James Dio. Yeah, they're probably the two best interviews I've done. Uh, you know, two best guys. And the, the, the ironic thing is, I play I play drums in nine bands, but two of them. One is I'm playing tonight. It's a Black Sabbath Dio. Rainbow Ozzy, Heaven and Hell. Yeah. And we played Summerfest four times. We play all over the place, House of Blues and stuff. And I play another band, Judas Rising, to Judas Priest tribute. And we just played last uh, last week as well. So yeah, that's a, that's a big life. challenge as a drummer to come to, uh, especially if you're playing stuff from like Judas Priest's uh, Painkiller album. Painkiller. We do we do Painkiller. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a long. And I gotta be honest, as a drummer, that was one of the hardest songs to learn because I had a, it took you took you know it took a long time to like get the right timing the right dull bass and it, it, still to this day I don't play as good as Scott Travis but just getting through the song is a major yeah. accomplishment yeah well, I play with a band that plays a lot of 60s and 70s stuff and there's like it's weird stuff that they'll throw out we just added a Doobie Brothers song and I'm like boy this is like intricate drumming I can't I can't fake my way through this so I have to sit no, and listen to certain this stuff, Yeah, certain songs you can fake your way through and certain songs you gotta know it you <laughs> yeah. gotta know the song <laughs> the stuff from the 50s you can kind of groove along to and make sure yeah, you, you keep time yeah you just play a beat to it yeah. yeah yeah. so outside of metal and hard rock and, and do you listen to other types of music to kind of kind of oh, yeah. clean the palate yeah yeah I mean it's uh, from day one from being born I've always been introduced to different music. You know, my mom was cool. She was totally into music. Uh, she even liked Alice Cooper. And, you know, back yeah. in the, you know, I was, yeah, a, yeah. I, was a little, I was a little kid and a, you know, seven, eight year old kid. And I heard Alice Cooper. I saw Alice Cooper at record and vinyl record and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all over the place, but more, more to, you know, hard work, the harder stuff. But I am open to listen to anything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Every once in a while, because I, I go through uh, stages where I'll listen to one type of music or, you know, like in the fall, I tend to lean towards the gothic and the heavy and, and every once in a while I'll pull out a Joni Mitchell album or a Gordon Lightfoot just to kind of, just to kind of, you know, get, keep that alive. And I think now a lot of the bands that are playing in, uh, in the extreme music world are, are starting to mix genres. Have you noticed that? Like bands like Yob, are you familiar with them? Oh yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mike I saw him at the blue, I saw him at the blue note and across the street from the old double door. 
about Waukee Avenue years ago. Yeah, incredible band. And yes. uh, I, I saw them at Thalia Hall a couple of years ago with Voivod opening, which was probably one of the best concerts I've ever been to. Oh, cool. Yeah. And yeah I, great venue, too. Yeah. And, and speaking of concerts, so so what are the ones that you'll never forget? I, I'll give you a couple of mine. I saw Neil Young with Sonic Youth and Social Distortion, which just for being such a diverse bill, it was pretty amazing. But yeah. the, the crowd was so energetic that Neil came back out for a second encore while the lights were up and people were actually leaving and he just kind of mentioned for us to just grab any seat that's near you i want to play a couple more songs and he did and that was that was pretty amazing that was pretty amazing and uh yab of course with voivod blew my mind because the energy on that stage but hundreds and hundreds of concerts that i've gone to you know roxy music in 1983 i can remember the bus ride there you know so there's there's such memorable nights that are connected to concerts what are some of the ones that stand out for you uh recently i went and saw metallica at the metro yeah i get in concert i get in free every concert for the last 30 years i've been mean, to the radio like yeah. you do probably but this one was twenty dollars to get in from metallica as soon as i bought my ticket i had people offer me a thousand dollars to who, who couldn't get in they couldn't get in so no. i i could have turned that twenty dollars into a thousand i says no, no thanks yeah I'm, I'm going i'm going to a concert that's, that's making history um two years ago I went on a cruise called the Mega Cruise. What a blast. From the second we walked on the boat to the second we walked off, we were hanging out with Joey Baldana from Anthrax, Bobby Blitz from Overkill. Uh, you know, the list goes on and on. Chuck Billy from Testament, as you mentioned earlier. All those bands played on this cruise, and they played twice. They, the cool thing was they did different sets. They didn't do their normal sets. They, they played one set one night. They switched it up, and they knew the same people would be there. They played different songs to, you know, the next night or, or two days later, whatever it was, you know? Yeah. So... Yeah, Metal Church played twice, uh, Testament played twice, Overkill, Death Angel, Doro Pesh, the list goes on and on. I mean, it, it was unbelievable. Uh, Lamb of God, uh, you know, they, they had all-star jams all over the place. Megadeth was supposed to play, but Dave Mustaine was fighting cancer at the time. He beat it. Yeah, and yeah. He was, he was he was on the phone. His daughter was there hanging out, and she had him on the phone on a FaceTime. And Megadeth, the rest of the Megadeth was sitting on a sitting on some chairs doing a, talk, a lot, lot of Q&A stuff there too like you know you wake up at t- 8 in the morning there'd be a coffee thing going on or something someone's selling coffee and then there'd be a questions and answers with Anthrax or Megadeth yes. or whatever and that's pretty cool and they were just hanging out you know you'd be in the lunchroom eating dinner or whatever and they were hanging out sitting next to you it was, it was definitely a very uh, great time I recommend anybody who's into music try a uh, Mega Cruise or a uh, 70,000 tons of metal or the rock and roll, you know, any of those rock and roll cruises. There's one in, uh, coming up in Florida in January. It's uh, more the glam bands, but it's it's, it's, it's going to be at, uh, I have a condo in Mark Wilder, Florida, but right, uh, Key West. It's going to be in Key West. That's that's only a cool time. You know? can't beat Key West. Oh, yeah. So, there's, you know, if you could do a, if you do a, fe- you know, a boat cruise, with bands do it it's what, yeah. a, what a fun time yeah I've always I've, I've I've played with the idea you know it's, it's getting the time and, and the time off to do it but exactly uh, exactly yeah yeah you know it's funny you mentioned the keys I went down to the keys in 1997 and when I first got to Key Largo I was like you know I'm coming from Chicago I'm amped up I'm, I'm looking for adventure and I'm like boy there's nothing going on here this is really mel-. but then you're finding out that's the key there's nothing going on there. You're just kind of hanging out, have a few drinks, have a good meal, go to this party, go there. It's very mellow and it's wonderful. And Key West, that was a little bit more, uh, a little more energetic, but I loved it. I love Key West. I love the Keys. That's that's a great secret. I, You know, people don't get down to the Keys enough, I think. No, yeah, yeah. it's a great, great time. 
Yeah. So, so what's coming up uh, soon that people should know about with Rebel Radio? Rebel Radio. We just celebrated our three-year anniversary with AM. 1500 WPJX and FM 92.5 last weekend had a party for it. And that's going on three years. It's three years and uh, 28 days now, but we were also on AM 1500 WPJX back in 2008, nine and 10. So, but just three years in a row. Uh, so we celebrated that. We celebrated 27 years on the radio back in July and all summer long. We had parties and stuff, uh, 27 years on the radio coming up. Uh, you know, just booking show, booking shows, yeah, and uh, a lot a lot of cool stuff going on. You know, we, we we like doing like we had a New Year's Eve party last year. You know, we try and go around you know go around holiday stuff. You know, we uh, we always sponsored a macabre holiday of horrors Christmas party. It's part, we call that our Christmas party as well for Rebel Radio. That'll be on December eighteenth at the Reggie's in Chicago. Um, yeah, we always, always got something going on every Monday. I do I DJ every Monday at the Brower House. We call it Metal Monday, Metal Bingo. We give away concert tickets, uh, Rebel Radio beer mugs. I have a new Rebel Radio beer coming up. It tastes great, too. It's unbelievable how good it is. One of our listeners, this guy Ray, he would call me up and ask, and he'd make requests first. And then after a while, he's like, I'm a home brewer. What kind of beer you like? You know, so I told him I liked uh, Stella, Heineken, Corona, Allagash. And all of a sudden, about two weeks later, he got this, <laughs> he got this, he got this beer that tastes like like the beers I mentioned. All <laughs> the like, best elements go, of those. Yeah, all right. I go, wow, this, I go, this is amazing. Yeah, so so we're gonna put a rubble Oreo beer out, and we already got the can. The can logo was already already made. Um, that's coming soon, so that's really cl- really close. And then after that, we're gonna do a rubble Oreo cherry cider. I'm a big cherry freak. Um, so we're, and, and he, this guy made his own cherry cider. That's awesome as well. And uh, so there's a lot of, a lot of cool stuff coming up in the future as well. You know, your career is one to study. And I got, and I got to tell you the crux of this show is creativity and inspiration for people who want to do their own thing and, and be creative. And I gotta, I gotta say, you know, knowing you for all these years, there were times when rebel radio was up in the air when, when it was difficult to keep it going. And I want, I want you to give some inspiration, whether someone's in a band or whether someone's writing a book or someone's trying to be independent of the system and still be an artist and still be creative and still be, a business person what advice do you have and give us some examples of like when you know when it looked like it couldn't go on oh yeah oh that's happened numerous times i say don't give up if especially if it's something you love if it's something you don't care about then then move on to something else but don't give up and uh yeah there's a million times where like you know we got you know, our contract ended hey the state station got sold 94.3 fm wjkl was our best station as far as frequency goes yeah and it was, you know, 6,000 watts FM stereo, got into Rockford, it got into Wisconsin, it got into Joliet, it got into Chicago. That's our best coverage map. And we went off that air on that one, that one hurt a lot because it was our best F, you know, FM station. And what happened was the owner, one on one sports, got bought by Paul Allen, who owns the Portland Trailblazers. And was he from Microsoft, right? Yeah. He, he bought one on one sports and they were on there. It was one-on-one sports daytime and Rebel Radio nighttime. I had people calling up going, man, this is awesome. I got sports during day and metal at nighttime, my per- perfect station. But when one-on-one sports pulled out of there, they went to AM820, which is the old score station. They, they figured they'd get some listeners from that. Didn't work, but it, they tried They tried it. When he pulled out, the owner of uh, Rick Jekyll from WJKL, he went and leased the time to Caleb, who now buying everything now. They, they ended up buying the station right. you know, years and years later, but they leased it for probably a million dollars a year for the first you know three or four years now they bought it they also bought the loop they also bought 92.5 fm out of dekalb which we're on 92.5 up north lake uh, lake county kenosha county McHenry county racine county but uh, they covered you know the rest of the chicagoland dekalb, dekalb and stuff yeah. so 
you know, there's a ton of time that that, that one hurt a lot. And so but instead of giving up and saying, ah, oh, we're done, you know, one door closes, other doors open. So I started looking for other places. I found AM 1240 uh, at uh, Bar, Milwaukee in Chicago, where I grew up around. So we were on there for uh, three or four years. And then I went back to, then I went back to the station in Northbrook where you came to. Mm. And uh, we've been on on that one for, you know, a long time. And the streaming, streaming is huge too. We were one of the first radio stations to stream real audio. Uh, yeah. Back in 19, 1994, we were doing it. The Loop wasn't doing it. Uh, Rock 135 at the time was not doing it. The, the big corporation didn't think it was a big deal. But we did. We did. Uh, Kent Gustafson, who's here right now, working yes. on the station with me, he, uh, he, had a, he had a big part in that, and so did John Engel. So us, Three-Headed Monster, uh, started from scratch, and we built a, ra- a streaming radio station before anybody. We were, we were on uh, terrestrial radio and streaming at the same time, AM, FM, and terrestrial and streaming at the same time we were i think we we're the first in the world to do that yeah i remember For those sure. cats being with you from the beginning and that's yeah. that's the team that you've put together and that's yes. the one thing you've never given up and you've always faced it with let's okay back to the drawing board because this is too yes. important to let go god bless you man and uh i gotta put you on the spot i know you're getting ready for your big show tonight and people can go to rebelradio.com fill in all the blanks from this radio uh interview and you can um get swag you can listen online you can find out where you can hear them uh, on terrestrial radio and follow what they do because you guys are always doing cool promotions uh what are some of the drummers that influenced you drummers uh neil pert dave lombardo lars in the early years i i, I bought a drum set i saw a picture of him on modern drummer and i bought a drum set you know that he used tom Grandstar. i today yes. I, I have two tom Grandstars. i use them and so he influenced me in that as well too a uh, million great drummers. It's, it's amazing how many great drummers there are. So I try and learn something from everybody. You know, Pat Travers has a Ainsley Dunbar. You know, oh, uh, Ainsley so, Dunbar, I, man, he can yeah. do anything. He can play any <laughs> yeah. style of music from from jazz to jazz fusion to, to big band to, to rock. rock. Yeah, he's yeah. Ainsley's amazing. By the way, I'm staring at my. Uh, my Tama superstars right now, or are they oh, silver cool. stars? There's some some yeah. star, but they're a great. I, I had I had a Tama swing star set, which I I bought another Tama apparel set, put them together, made a monster drum set like Neil Peart back in the day. Yeah, I ended up selling that later. Bought my Tama grand stars, and I've had those for since 1990. Yeah, the grand stars. I remember they they came in uh, pretty wild colors. Those grand stars. Yes, we're going down yeah. the uh, we're going down the drummer uh, geek rabbit hole. Okay, best album so far of uh, 2021. 2021. Uh, there's, there's another uh, band called Igor, who I like a lot. They're from France, and they have. I'm not really in the radio, the DJ programmers, but this guy's un- unbelievable. Uh, so I'm really I'm really big on that band. Another show I saw at Reggie's a couple years back. Uh, they got a new release that's really good. Uh, Testament put out one out in 2020 that was really good. 2021. Uh, Man, um, hard to say. Just, there's so many good ones. I, 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 I have to look at my. Uh, <laughs> have you heard? The, have you heard screen. the new Mastodon? Yes, the new, new Mastodon. We've been playing Mastodon since day one. They're great. Yeah. They, they, their first show in Chicago was Fireside Bowling Alley. Yes, it was Fireside Bowl. Yeah, and um, they just they just put out a new one. Yeah, so it's so, a so, so, so ton of great albums. I got to see what's in front of me, but. Uh, Oh man, the top of my head, I can't. I can't even think. That's right all now. right. So, I, so I what are so you? Much music coming in. Yeah, head spins. <laughs> uh, your five desert island discs. Scott's going away for for a month and a half, and you're going to be on an island, just you and uh, the blender and some rum and some albums. What do you got? Now, now people ask me those questions before, and I always say, now here's the key: is it one band, one album, 
or like there's a compilation album. I'd have, I, I, I would pick some It's up to you. Albums. It's Oh, that's a good idea. See, that's never been you know, said on this program. All right. Co- compilation albums where you have like, you know, 26 different bands on one album, so you're not getting sick of it over and over. But yeah. you know what? That's, 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 that's a little hard to do because you got there's a million compilations out there. But I would say Black Sabbath. Uh, we sold our soul for rock and roll because I grew up with that one. Yeah. And even though it's not one album, it's like a greatest hits type thing. Yeah. It's got lots of different different songs from different albums. Um, Slayer, Raining Blood, South of Heaven, Pantera, Vulgar Display of Power. I also I also debuted uh, Cowboys from Hell here in Chicago before anybody else. Yes, you did. But I wasn't supposed to, and I did it, did it anyways. <laughs> did a lot of that over the years too. Oh, don't play this record until yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> you know? I, yeah, you're the only game in town. What are they going to do? Tell you no? Yeah, they're stuff. Yeah. yeah. I um, remember. I remember playing Cemetery Gates for the first time. I heard it. It was uh, Vicky LeBrock, who you know, she was the queen of rock. She was amazing. And yep. uh, her and I, she was doing the shift before me. I was sitting on the roof of uh, the station because you can go through the window and sit on the roof. And I yeah. was drinking Zima. <laughs> <laughs> and I came back in and uh, she's like, here, play this album. And I put on Cemetery Gates and I was blown away. I mean, oh, just, yeah. what a great song. Holy great album. Cow, Start yeah. to finish. Yeah, Start we to finish. Pantera. We were playing Pantera before anybody else. Uh, you know, but they had album before that too. A lot of people don't know. They had power metal before that. Yeah, they, had yeah. other, they had like glam albums before that. Yeah, they were a little, they were a little glammy before that. Yeah. And they're still, they're still, they're still good though. They're still heavy, still good. But they yeah. had more of a glam feel and, and look actually. It's a look. Yes, indeed. Um, I also want to mention I, I play drums in original bands too. I have one band called The Suffering. We're brand new. We have a full album coming out, ten songs. The drums have been done for a while. Uh, the guitar player Jeff Holmes is from Lungbrush. Remember Lungbrush? Oh sure. Yeah, and the bass player, uh, his name is John Billman, and he plays bass and he plays in Lungbrush too. So we uh, we have all originals, and we're we're playing a, we're playing a a benefit show for the uh, Illinois Rock and Roll Museum Hall of Fame in Joliet there. Yes. And I'm, I'm working with them a lot. They're they're awesome guys. Yeah, Ron and Romero in the group. Yeah, right. Yeah. Great guy. We're, we're working with them a lot. We're going to help them uh, raise some money to fi- help finish the Illinois Rock and Roll Museum. Uh, November 7th at Brower House in Lombard. I'm putting together a bunch of metal bands. I'm, I'm also playing with a band called Cold Bearded Killers, which had Chuck from Macabre on bass and Chaz from Funeral Nation on vocals and guitar. We're playing as well. And uh, so I'm playing both both bands for that show, as well as Diamond Rex. Michelangelo Bayo is going to do his double guitar oh, wow. thing, probably, and a ton of bands. It's all like noon to like to like almost midnight. It's going to be a whole all day of bands and supports the uh, Illinois Museum Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. All right, and that's uh, that's coming up. It'll be uh, well, Sunday. This, yeah, Diamond Rex, boy, that's a throwback to the Thirsty Whale days. Yes, yeah, they've been yeah. playing since the Thirsty Whale days way back they're Great still playing they got, new, they got new release too well you are the king of uh, rock and roll radio brother it's a pleasure talking to you again and I hope to see you real soon I want to add one more quick story with you yeah you please do uh, a couple of years ago my girlfriend Leanne Murray has a cat named Punky and he's like our, our like mascot now so one day I, I'm, I'm sleeping that's a Saturday morning I'm sleeping and somebody calls me and says hey man your station's playing the same song over and over like what <laughs> no that's, that's impossible we have we have we set it up so it doesn't play the same song over and over, you know. So that won't ha- that cannot cannot happen with this computer and setup and our radio software. So I go downstairs and my friend Paul's there watching TV. He goes, he, I go, I go, man, it's weird. Someone just co- texts me and said we're playing the same song. He goes, yeah, probably because the cat, the cat just jumped on a, on the board, stepped on a on a, on a keyboards and played. This, he played a, a pale horse named Death, and I played this, a brand new song from those guys. That's the drummer, the original drummer from Typo Negative. Yes. And he played with uh, Life of Agony too, but now he plays guitar and sings. Sal, who I've become good friends with, Sal Abruscato, 
and uh, they have a new album. It's great too, by the way. So uh, he, uh, I, I, I tell Sellers, I go, I go, hey man, I go, I go, you're not gonna believe this, but my cat loves your band. He goes, what? What are you talking about? I go, he played your band 36 times in a row. He must, love, <laughs> he must love you guys. He must love you guys. So that was the story of 2019, whatever, whatever it was, right before the pandemic. The so they came and played. They came and played Bower House, and I live close to there. So I brought, we brought the cat to the concert. He took pictures with them. He brought him on stage. He was more concerned with meeting the cat than anybody else. It was awesome. Yeah, he the goes, cat got him 36 plays. <laughs> so, so that week they had they had probably about 40, you know, 49 plays that week. And Frank from FM Entertainment and the Forge goes, "What do they do? Pay you money?" Yeah, right. <laughs> how, how do they have? double the spins of everybody else. And I told him, I go, well, Leanne's cat jumped on the board and pl- and stepped on the keyboard and played it the same song. Here's the, the crazy thing was the same song got played 36 times in a row. It was lined up another 50 times. If I didn't wake if that listener didn't call me up, wake me up. <laughs> if this was like 10 30 in the morning on Saturday. I'm, I'm a, I'm a late nighter. So I, I don't get up that early. So I, I, I would have got up on the air and been on the air at one, you know, no, no, noon at that time. It would have been another hour and a half of a pale horse named death. Love the ones you want. Love the hate. That's too funny. <laughs> and, Punky, uh, Punky was jamming. Punky probably had he, little kitty headphones he, on, just jamming he, out. We, we got pictures with him in headphones. He got a, he's got his own Facebook page. <laughs> and um, and when I got when I went down to check on that, what was going on? He was sitting in the the control chair, and just sitting there like you know, it's like it was, it was hilarious and. That's the best story of 2019. For that is that's us. fantastic. You know what's weird is you mentioned sleeping and and, and the, the, the the this might be behind your back, but everybody talks about how you know Scott Davis and oh that cat doesn't sleep. Everyone has <laughs> everyone I know that knows you says he never sleeps. Is that is there? I've heard that a million times and it's yeah. not true. I, I go to bed about four or five in the morning. I wake up about noon and do the same thing. I said wash, rinse, repeat. It's a, every day, same thing. I'm on the phone all day long, booking shows. Yeah. Uh, you know, booking interviews like you do, you know, with your radio station, yeah. you book interviews. That's that's a big uh, job in itself, you know. So th- what I do is I, I don't just concern myself as just being a DJ or being an owner. I do everything. I'll take out the garbage. I'll do whatever I gotta do to, to keep this thing going. Yeah, well you certainly that's, are an inspiration, shows. man. Continued success. And uh so so uh, what shows are coming up that you're looking forward to seeing? Uh, shows well testament was coming with uh death angel and exodus at the forge yeah it's gonna be in may though isn't it it's now yeah now it got put it's supposed to be november 5th and 6th uh coming up next weekend but now we got pushed back to may so i'm looking forward to that one yeah um i'm looking forward to the band i told you about igor they're coming march 6 2022 at west uh west chicago at the wc social club great band you gotta check them out they're they're, they're off the wall they have two singers a female and a male and the female could sing like opera the male sings heavy you know heavy and there's a bass player, a drummer, and a, and a programmer. And I usually don't like just programmers. I like I like hearing guitars. I like I'm old school. I like hearing yeah, them. yeah, yeah. But this this band, Igor, I G O R R R. Check them out. They're 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 off the walls. They're I can't even describe them. It's, they're they're experimental. They're they're metal. They're all over the place. They're they're they're, they're mellow one second and heavy the next second. So they're playing March sixth at the West Chicago uh, in West Chicago at the WC Social Club. Um, Ton, ton of great shows coming up. House of Blues. I go. I, I try to hit the House of Blues, the Metro. I just saw last week Obituary with Black Label Society and uh, Prong at the at the House of Blues. And since, you know, that Metallica show was off the you know the best sounding show I ever heard at Metro. They, they they brought in some of their own sound. It was crystal clear, the most clearest sound I ever heard at the Metro. And I've been to hundreds and hundreds of shows at the Metro. Played there twenty five times myself too. Yeah, I've seen I've seen so many shows at the Metro. 
uh, and so many memories, some of them that I can talk about, some of them that I can't, but uh, <laughs> all fun, all great. I remember seeing the butthole surfers there and watching uh, Gabby Hayes light his hair on fire accidentally, which was wow, fantastic. And, the, and awesome. the band kept playing. That, that's the thing. You keep playing no matter what. I've had planes where, where the, the, the guitar broke or something. I, I just keep playing. I don't keep playing. Never stop. That's it. Keep playing. Oh, that's never, great. You keep stopped. playing, man. You definitely keep playing. And uh, all right, so if someone's just, they've never been into metal, they don't know it, they, the, the most metal they know is the white snake they've heard. And uh, yeah. they, they want to, what, what are definite albums they have to have? Five definite albums that every metal person needs to hear. Uh, Black Sabbath, I would say the, the, you know, the first one started it all, 19, you know, 1969, February 13th. Yes. You know, Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath, what a great album. That would be a starter. Uh, Judas Priest, British Steel, that that song took them into another realm of uh, you know, their stuff before that was great, but that 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 took them to another realm, you know, British Steel album. Yeah. Um, Iron Maiden, Number of the Beast. Oh yeah, number one. Pantera, Cowboys from Hell. That's four, and number five. Let's see here, number five. I would say, uh, man, unfortunately, a lot of stuff's older stuff. Like you, like you said, it gets, just turns on a lot of the newer bands. Yeah, that's their influence. That's their influence. So a lot of young kids who are listening to newer bands, they don't care about the older stuff, but they the bands they're listening to were influenced by those bands. So that's the roots. Yeah, you have to go back. Well, I'd, I'd say Rain and Blood needs to be on there too. Yeah, that, that was a game Rain, changer. Rain and Blood game changer changed the whole the whole metals. You know. Yeah. yeah, rain, 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 and blood is awesome. Now. So those five are probably, you know, essential. That might be the same five I bring on the island too. Yeah, there you go. And you were talking about the suffering. Um, you guys going to record and put some stuff out? Yeah, I, 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 we got two songs finished that I'm playing on Rebel Radio. We have uh, I, I did I drum track ten songs, and uh, our singer ended up moving to uh, Arkansas. So we got to get another singer, and our singer lives out by you. He sings in a band called Dissenter. His name is Casey Love Loving, and he is a great singer. He's lives in Kankakee. Okay, he's out that way. So he's in a band called Dissenter as well, and he just joined the band a few months ago. So we're waiting him. He's he's getting learning the songs, and he's gonna go and record. We have two songs already done with our our, our first singer, and uh, those are I'm playing on Rebel Radio as well. We got the Facebook page, we got the Reverb Nation page. And you know, there's these videos and songs on there as well too. All right. Well, our first show was at the Metro. We had 750 people on January 25th of 2020, and then you know, and then the COVID came in and slowed things down. Slowed the whole music, the whole music world got slowed down from the pandemic. Yeah, you got a memory like a steel trap, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, unfortunately, I have memories with music, but when it comes to like <laughs> everything else, I, I'm, my memory's altered. But uh, when it comes to music, I, yeah, I, that's that's. <laughs> You know, that's your thing I wish I could pay my bills through music but yeah, yeah amen <laughs> you're the man brother and, and thank you so much and uh, people go to rebelradio.com and delve into the world that's of Scott Davidson and company definitely thank you the Mike Tamano Happening 